Peta Bass is going to speak to us this morning. Peta used to be a part of Denton North when she lived here in Denton. She's been gone for several years now, and she is at Arlington Central Church. Thank you. I went blank for a second. Um, and I've had the privilege of getting with Peta once a month since she's uh, been on staff there, and it has been delightful. Um, she is one of the kindest people I know, and time with her is always um, really sweet and something I am really encouraged by. Um, but Peta is going to continue talking about the Lord's Prayer and taking a line from the Lord's Prayer. And I told her I wasn't going to say a whole lot about her this morning because I'm going to kind of let her introduce herself to you and kind of tell you um, a little bit about her, that. So I'm going to pray for her, and then I'm going to turn it over to her. Um, God, I just thank you for PETA. I thank you for her love for you and her love for discipling people. I pray, God, that you would speak through her this morning as she speaks to us about uh, the Lord's Prayer. And I just pray that uh, your spirit would move through us as we listen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Are, are we going to start with the... Thank you. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Hi. Ah, all right. I am short, um, so everything has to be a little smaller. Um, all right. So... Um, I just wanted to confirm, we're, are we starting with the, the Lord's Prayer together, correct? All right. <laughs> All right, given the power. Well, uh, hello, good morning, everyone. It is so exciting to be here. I haven't been back um, since since 2018, so it's only been, been a, a handful of years. Um, and yeah, it is. I, I feel like I walked in and just was reminded of all of the things that God has done in my life, how he has um, worked then, has continued to work now, and I just feel really grateful to be here. So thank you for welcoming me so warmly. Um, I did want to start with sharing a little bit about me for anyone who may not um, know me. Um, I see little sprinkles of people who um, knew me and I was received with some sweet warm hugs. And so again, so grateful for that. Um, would you mind putting up the slide with the pictures of the cats? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so a little bit about me. Um, I joined the, our family of churches back in 2015. Um, while I was studying at NCTC, which is just a community college down the road. Um, my family lived in Corinth. I spent a lot of time in Denton, so I consider myself a Dentonite. <laughs> um, so that also means that I had the great honor of starting my journey with our family of churches here at Denton North. Um, I put a picture of my first core down here. You may, I need to point Hannah out. Look at her. <laughs> That's Hannah McGinty right there. Just funny. We had... We had no idea we were in the same core until like we became friends later and we were like, wait, we used to be in core together. That's insane. So anyway, um, I joined at a time in my life where I was completely desperate for a change. Um, by the love of God that I experienced in community here through discipleship and focus, which is campus ministry I'm sure many of you are familiar with, um, and most importantly, the life-altering realization that I desperately needed Jesus to be Lord of my life. Um, I finally started picking up my cross daily and following Christ as a disciple, completely fallible and completely redeemed. That's a little bit about how I started here. 
I met my husband, Brian, um, while he was studying at the University of Texas at Arlington. Um, and we ended up moving there in 2018 when we got married. Well, I moved there. He was already there. Um, he was still a student, so he needed to finish his degree. And we wanted to be a part of the Arlington church plant that was starting up that year. Um, at that time, I felt the Lord calling me to ministry as a vocation. I said that I went to school at NCTC, and that's a junior college. Um, so my original plan was to go to UNT and get a psychology degree. Um, and that was all with a previous plan that I had of developing um, just my life as I wanted it to be. I wanted to be a, a psychologist, and I wanted to eventually be a psychiatrist and make a lot of money and never have to worry about that again. Um, and the Lord had very different plans for me. When he calls you to ministry, that's not exactly uh, the buku amounts of cash that we all dream of, but <laughs> buku amounts of love and a lot of other really good stuff. So, um, so yeah, whenever I moved over there, I, I still felt that um, call to ministry, and I ended up not continuing on with university because, um, yeah, it was really hard. I was... Um, I was a, I am an immigrant, and um, none of my family had gone to college before me, and figuring out all of that was just really complicated. Money was tight, and I was like, university's not an easy thing to just dump money into if you don't know what you're doing. So um, I ended up, um, whenever we got married, I ended up uh, working at Chase Bank um, as a teller and an associate banker. Um, and I did that for three years, and I patiently waited and listened to see how the Lord was going to open up a door of opportunity for me to work full-time ministry. Um, it was a long three years of waiting, and I many of, oftentimes questioned um, whether that was God's voice or just me really desiring to do this for a living, which is something I really, really loved. Um, I finally had the great privilege of being asked to join uh, the staff last year in July. And then about three weeks ago, I had the immense honor of being ordained as one of the pastors of Arlington Central Church. So I am very humbled and incredibly excited. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, I'm very humbled and incredibly excited um, to be back in my original home of Denton um, to speak on such a transformative and powerful topic. And I pray this message is very good news to all who hear it today. Um, so, yeah, let's let's pray the Lord's Prayer. I, I heard that. Oh, wait, hold on. I realized that I only showed you guys my core. I didn't show you guys arguably the most important part. No, I'm kidding. Um, my dog, Obi, we recently got him. He's adorable. He's a little rescue schnauzer. Um, all of our pets are named after Star Wars characters. So... That's Boba after Boba Fett, Anakin, and Ayla. If you know Ayla, mega bonus points. So, um, And then that's my husband, Brian. Everyone say hi to Brian. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, and then our sweet community in Arlington. Look at it. Fuzzy little heads. Um, all right. Now let's go ahead and, uh, yeah, start with the Lord's Prayer. Is there a slide for that? Awesome. Okay. I'm going to turn around. Just in case, I'm just going to do this and say it with you guys. All right. Please join me in praying. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Okay. Enough said. Um, so I feel as though I have made out like a bandit with getting to share um, on this topic. Um, I am getting to share uh, with you today over the portion of the Lord's Prayer um, about forgiveness. Um, and I really just made a title slide. I'm so sorry. I did not make uh, slides to follow along with the sermon, so I need you to be laser focused on me today. <laughs> um, so yes, I, I feel really privileged to be getting to share over the Lord's Prayer for a couple of reasons. Um, <clears throat> first, I feel um, as though the Lord did not necessarily give me the natural gift of teaching and preaching. Um, and so whenever I do get to share, it is de definitely from an abundance of what the Lord has put in my heart, and i got to share it with others. And so I, I hope that that can be an encouragement to you today. If you don't necessarily feel like you can ever see yourself standing up here sharing a message eloquently and very scholarly, which is very important and helpful, um, but if you don't feel necessarily that way, I am right there with you, and I encourage you to um, con continue to pray and ask the Lord to, to speak to you that you may, out of an abundance of what he has taught you and shared with you, um, speak his truth um, boldly. And so, yeah, I wanted to share that today. Um, also, because I am someone who relates so much to um, the example in Scripture um, that Jesus gives over the the person who has been forgiven a multitude of sins and how very grateful they are for um, that forgiveness. It, it is way more valuable to someone who has been forgiven much than someone who has been forgiven little. And I believe all of us have been forgiven much. Um, and out of that, I also share with you today. I am very well acquainted with um, God's goodness and grace and mercy um, through the forgiveness that he gave um, and I was really excited to, to get to share with you about that forgiveness. Also, um, I do believe that this is the very heart of everything that Jesus did on the cross. Um, forgiveness is the way that our relationship with God begins. It is the very act. Uh, the very act of the cross was its ultimate form. The forgiveness that we receive from Jesus and then get to reflect onto the world is one of the most powerful ways that we can see God's kingdom being brought here. All right. So, in God's great mercy, he sent his only son to dwell among us that we may know him in the flesh and then be reunited with him by his sacrifice. Jesus, having lived a perfect and sinless life, died on that cross that our sins yours and mine, may be fully and eternally forgiven. Again, in his great love, he gave us his holy word and his Holy Spirit, which are alive and active, that we may continue to learn from and commune with him as his apprentices in the here and now, but working towards eternity. What an incredible and very helpful gift. So... Um, yeah, we, we've been given an incredible gift in this prayer, and um, I, my, my prayer is that we not take it for granted. Um, I know I sure have over the years. Um, I was recently talking to my husband 
um, that about he was trying to go through the Lord's prayer every morning before going to work. Um, and he, he mentioned that whenever he just said it, he found himself saying it just more routinely rather than in depth and really like figuring out, I don't know what, what God meant through it, um, that it started to lose. He felt off that he was saying it without actually um, feeling the conviction and like the, the thing that moves you to say, amen, so be it. Let this um, be true. And so, um, yeah, ever since then, um, I've just been really dwelling on um, everything that Jesus uh, says um, and how it all has a meaning and a purpose. Um, And so I kind of want to share for my next point or topic, I guess. Um, I want to share kind of an embarrassing thing. Um, On my little title of this section, it says, Did Jesus mess up the order of the prayer? A slightly blasphemous confession. Um, So... Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. I was so excited to get to dig a little bit more um, into this section because if I'm being honest, I used to think that Jesus, like literally God, messed up um, whenever he made the order of of this phrase. Um, Forgive us as we forgive rather than help us forgive others just as you have forgiven us. And I for the longest time thought, Surely God messed something up here because anytime that I'm having trouble with forgiving someone, it is super helpful to think about what Jesus did on the cross and how much I didn't deserve that. And then I'm able to go and forgive others. <clears throat> so um, let's not even mention that my thinking implied God's fallibility and um, lack of perfection, um, let alone that I just thought this one day randomly and decided, yeah, that's what Jesus meant. Um, rather than looking further into it or literally even just reading the passage directly after the prayer. Um, So verse 14, (laughs) right after the prayer says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So when we say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, We are asking God to forgive us according to how we forgive. That's kind of scary. (laughs) Um, And for a little bit more in-depth look into this, take the parable of the unmerciful servant in Matthew 18, 23 through 31. Um, It's the one where the servant was forgiven a great debt by his master, but then failed to have the same mercy for his debtors, throwing them in prison. Um, So then the master ended up, doing the same to him and retracting his blessing. I believe there was some torture involved as well. But that's scary stuff to ask. Forgive us as we forgive. I trust myself to be able to forgive as Jesus forgave, but, um, but we are asking God to forgive us according to how we forgive others. And that can be a terrifying thing because even now, as I have been in ministry for, for many years and Uh, laying down my life and like I said earlier picking up my cross daily seeing what Jesus lived like and trying my best to do the same Um, I'm still only just learning about what true healthy and full forgiveness looks like and if I had asked Jesus to forgive um, to forgive I I had asked Jesus to forgive me according to how I had forgiven in the past um, it would look kind of scary it would look shallow circumstantial, conditional, 
um, and pretty uncertain at times. So the good news in this is that Jesus' forgiveness over us looks like the exact opposite of those things that I have just listed. His forgiveness is profound. It is constant, unconditional, and unwavering if only we surrender ourselves to him just as we are. Hallelujah. He promises not only to be with us, but to transform our hearts to look like his. He does the transforming. Our God is so good and unique in this way. Um, He sets these standards for how we ought to live, these really high standards. Um, But then he provides a way that includes a personal and intimate relationship with him that we may be able to achieve these things that he desires for us. Our God is so good and unique in that. Um, Very grateful that that is his character. That's his heart. So Jesus reminds us of this truth um, when he concludes his great commission for us, which um, if you're unfamiliar, that's what he, his great commission for his disciples and all his disciples to come um, is to, to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Um, that's incredibly, that's a huge thing. Um, it's not a light and easy thing. And at the very end, he says, and I will be with you always until the very end of the age. Our God is good. Um, also, Isaiah 41.10 is one of my favorite passages um, that reminds me that this has always been the case for those whom God has chosen. It says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He calls us to achieve some incredibly hard, often seemingly impossible things. But he promises never to leave us and to provide the strength necessary if we only surrender our own. So when Jesus asks us to pray for God to forgive us according to how we are forgiving others, he says it knowing full well that God is actively and radically transforming our hearts and that this prayer is also spurring us onto surrendering that part of our lives even more. So we don't have to fear um, whenever we, we ask God, forgive us as we have forgiven others because he doesn't leave us alone to do that. So again, I don't know you, but I don't know about you, but praying the Lord's Prayer with this knowledge really does light a fire under my butt to take very seriously the words that Jesus says and not just if I don't understand, like I did for a very long time, uh, kind of just be like, oh yeah, he probably meant this. It's, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Learn from me now. Um, so yes, we ought to take these things that Jesus is saying and pray for and be reminded of them every single day. But forgiveness is hard. <laughs> arguably one of the hardest things that um, that we are called to do, um, especially whenever deep love and respect for those um, whom we build relationships with is involved. Um, so how do we forgive like Jesus? It's the question of the century. Um, forgiving like Jesus does not mean to ignore or passively look beyond any wrong that is done to you. Forgiving like Jesus does not mean to ignore or passively look beyond any wrong that is done to you. 
I actually think that's the quickest way to grow a bitter and rotten heart. <laughs> um, I recently went through a really hard, hard and sad thing with my family um, uh, where a loved one had chosen their addiction over our family for seemingly the thousandth time. Um, and although it was, again, seemingly the thousandth time, it still hurt and it still, um, I still felt angry and, and frustrated about it. Um, but this time I, I did something different. Um, I'll share a little bit about what I used to do later, but what I did this time is I reached out to, to some leaders within our family of churches for resources and for support. I couldn't ignore, um, the depth of the feeling that I was having, um, and I had ignored it for a long time before that. Um, so with some of those resources and support, um, I was presented with an audio from um, Professor John Osier of Regent College um, in which he says, you can't forgive something that you haven't had the chance to voice and experience the full pain of. He is saying that superficial forgiveness will set you back. We must allow ourselves to feel the depth of hurt in order to truly let go. And although this idea made sense to me, upon hearing it, I realized that a dominant part of me had been believing that as a follower of Jesus, as a good Christian, I, I shouldn't get angry and feel too upset and too hurt. Um, that's not very humble or forgiving of me. Um, I believed that I needed to forgive quickly, let go, and move on to the next step of helping them recover. So this ended up being very contrary um, to what was going to bring true healing um, and peace. It created years of stifling feelings and um, it grew a, a sense of resentment um, and bitterness, secret resentment in my heart that was very painful to later unearth and to, to bring to peace. Made it much harder. <laughs> So in contrast to this belief that I had, Jesus's view of forgiveness includes fully naming and drawing attention to the thing that is causing us pain, to the wrong that has been done, and feeling the pain and the discomfort of it, and then choosing to release our right to receive justice and to get even. And um, again, that is something incredibly incredibly hard to do, especially when it involves a lot of feelings and love and, and a lot of uh, rights having been laid down and sacrifices and, and whatnot. Um, so um, I, I want to repeat that also. So Jesus's view of forgiveness includes fully naming and drawing attention to the wrong that has been done feeling the pain and discomfort of it, and then choosing to release your right to get even or receive justice. Right before the parable of the unmerciful servant um, that I spoke about earlier, Peter asks Jesus, how many times shall I forgive a brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? But Jesus answers, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. And I think that he was just I, I think that he means 77, but also, like, all the more. Um, like I said before, my family member who had, um, it seems like he had, you know, turned away and hurt us more than 77 times, and yet I still felt 
the Holy Spirit and Jesus calling me to forgive. Um, and I do believe that that is his heart. Um, so he asked this right after Jesus had explained how to deal with sin within the church. And I think for this reason, it's a pretty good example of how um, we can see Jesus handling a really hard situation that we may deem unfair um, or one where a brother or sister might sin against us. I love me some Eugene Peterson. So we're going to end the um, message version was really helpful. So um, I'm going to read the message version of um, Matthew 18, 15 through 17. He says, if a fellow believer hurts you, go and tell him. Work it out between the two of you. If he listens, you've made a friend. If he won't listen, take one or two others along so that the presence of witnesses will keep things honest and try again. If he still won't listen, tell the church. If he won't listen to the church, you'll have to start over from scratch, confront him with the need for repentance, and offer again God's forgiving love. Jesus' forgiveness is not one that is going to bind us to a dangerous or unhealthy situation. It's one that would point out the sin and offer an opportunity for restoration of peace. His ways offer healthy boundaries, communication, and support from your community even. So you don't have to do this alone. And although there may be moments of hardship, deep pain, and even loss, he doesn't leave us alone with those things for a moment. And his are still the ways to life and to peace. So let us quickly reconsider any thoughts which may insinuate that forgiving like Jesus means to neglect what is true and right and good. So where society might tell us to retaliate, screw them, cancel them, or forget them even, Jesus calls us to forgive, to seek peace and offer mercy, to try and view the one who wronged you as someone still made in the image of God and with dignity. This is the upside-down kingdom of heaven being brought to earth. What we are called to as image bearers of Christ is incredibly hard, unnatural even in this world. But we have received an ocean of grace from a good heavenly father and from the innocent man who was held to the cross by our sins. And his sacrifice enables us to call on him and rely on him for help in forgiving others as he did, no matter how difficult it may be. So God's kingdom is brought to earth when we give and receive forgiveness like Jesus. <clears throat> Imagine a world where the standard of forgiveness and love is the image of Christ bearing the cross being mocked and even spat on, all the while saying, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. It seems unimaginable and even unattainable for us, but this is the reality of the kingdom of heaven that God wants to bring here and what he is calling us to prepare for. Although we may not be all the way Although we may not be all the way there yet, we see the kingdom breaking through when we choose to love and forgive others as Christ did, even in our small circumstances. Um, yeah, I'd like to share just a brief story of when I was working at Chase. Um, I remember it was a day where I was actually trying really hard to um, 
too. It was it was at the beginning of like when I was working there, so I was still kind of insecure and trying to make relationships with people. And um, also, I had um, recently started being discipled by our head pastors, and um, and I just had no idea how to do ministry at work, especially when they tell you you're not allowed to share like about Jesus with people at work. Um, and so I had just been praying. I remember um, praying really consistently for an opportunity to bless someone. Um, and on this particular day when I had prayed, Lord, please provide me with an opportunity that will not get me fired, um, just to bless someone. And I thought perhaps it meant maybe somebody would ask me for prayer or, I don't know, I'd get to help a little old lady and encourage her, something sweet and easy. Um, and this lady walks into the bank and I remember, you could just tell, she had the walk going that was like, oh, gosh, she's coming to chew someone out. Um, and she came directly to me because at the time I was a teller at the, where you, and I'm small, and so I just felt very vulnerable. She came right up to me. Um, and in that moment, I did this oftentimes. Whenever I was at work, I would just pray little prayers in my head of like, oh, Lord, please be with me in this moment. Give me your heart. Help me to know what to do. Um, and... Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I don't remember the exact details. I remember she rolled her eyes. She called me slow and she, um, she was just like really snappy and she said something really rude to my friend who was a banker. Um, and as she was just writing down her transaction or doing her thing, um, I felt the Lord put on my heart, (laughs) just forgive her now. And I was like, dang, okay, well, she hasn't technically like really wronged me. She's just being a little spicy. I get that. Um, and Um, I felt the Lord tell me to forgive her now. And I felt this peace. And I remember that was one of the first times that I had, like, really prayed while I was actively at work, where usually it's really easy to get distracted and to forget to just invite God into every little moment. And I remember feeling this immense peace whenever he said, forgive her now. And I was like, all right, I'll forgive her. Um, And again, I don't even remember exactly what she said. But she, I could tell she was, like, almost trying to pick a fight with me. And, um, and I didn't respond, like, aggressively or anything, and um, I responded calmly and kindly, um, and I just remember at one point, um, I said, is there anything that I can do to make your day better today? Um, and she, and this I definitely remember, she looked up at me, and she looked like she was about to cry, and I was like, oh, um, and she just said, I'm sorry, I've had a really hard morning, and I was like, that's okay. Like, we all have hard mornings. Don't worry about it. I'm not, I don't hold this against you. And she was like, okay. Um, And I I didn't get to, like, share the gospel with her or anything, like, outright. But um, the rest of our interaction was friendly and diffused and and it was even pleasant. And, um, yeah, that, just that little blip, that tiny moment that seems almost meaningless. Um, Let me see. Got away from my notes, sorry. Um, That tiny blip of a moment that seems almost like nothing um, was actually really powerful because that's just a little pocket um, of of heaven being brought to earth, what Jesus calls us to, rather than retaliating. um, It was was a moment where peace was restored. And uh, the kingdom of heaven doesn't come necessarily by whenever Jesus, you know, tells us, go and make disciples of all nations. He doesn't say, like, go on the street corners or something and, like, preach to all of those. We don't have to do that. I think, although it's very possible and the Lord can work in that way, I think he calls us to little moments of obedience, even in times when it's really, really challenging and it seems 
impossible again or just completely out of our comfort zone, where he calls us to obedience and reflecting the love of his son Jesus to those who need it most. Um, and then this little pocket appears, um, this little opportunity to be the light and love of Christ again to those who need it. And then from there, I, I mean, so many things could have happened. If I'm being honest, I didn't I don't remember having any other interactions with her, but moments like that create opportunities and um, and she could have come back and we could have developed a friendship. And I can share a much more in-depth uh, thing where actually one of my coworkers, I ended up discipling her and she ended up giving her life to Jesus. Um, and, and that was really cool. But I think this story gives us a better example, a more um, easily accessible example to where maybe some of you are in an, in a place where you have daily interactions with people who irk you, or um, maybe you have friendships or relationships whom, um, in which you have felt deep pain or um, hardship or loss, there are opportunities all around us to be the light and the love of Jesus, again, to those who need it most. And these um, are little glimpses of heaven being brought down to earth, and that is what we're praying for. That is what we're asking God daily for. So I encourage you to, to pray and ask God to, to reveal to you what are some areas in your life that maybe you need to pay a little bit closer attention to in that regard um, to give you opportunities because he answers the prayers. I definitely was not praying for an opportunity like that. <laughs> um, and yet in God's great goodness, he provided a way to bring about peace and to, I don't know, allow me to share a little glimpse of God's love for this woman. Um. All right. Um, so at this point, I was kind of having a hard time closing out the sermon. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so I'm just going to read what I, what I shared. I think it's still good. So um, forgiveness is obviously very hard. It was hard for Jesus. Um, I think about the Garden um, of Gethsemane when he's praying and saying, Lord, take this cup from me but ultimately not my will be done, but yours. And God didn't take the cup from him. And he died on the cross, um, a very unfair and, and gruesome death. And in that, the ultimate act of forgiveness was given to us that we may be reunited with our heavenly father. He still went through with it. Forgiveness is hard. It's gonna be challenging. It just is because we live in a broken world full of broken people who do broken things and we want to react in a broken way. We have to be honest about where we are now and then truly and fully depend on God to transform our hearts. And that starts, I believe, with consistent, earnest, and urgent prayer for God to make this transformation happen in our hearts. Thankfully, Jesus gave us a really solid example on what to pray for and how to do that. Um, I'm really grateful um, that you as a community are, are doing that, and I'm really grateful to be a part of that. Um, so he gave us that really solid example so that we, even at our worst, can go to the Father and plead with the words directly from the best teacher. Um, and then... Uh, Leslie recommended a lecture by Tim Mackey that was really helpful in putting all of this together. I highly recommend it. Um, this Tim Mackey lecture on this, the Lord's Prayer. I think you can just YouTube it. I think that's how I found it. 
Um, but he says the number one sign that the grace of God has sunk into your heart and your mind is your ability to give and receive forgiveness. We need to be praying daily for the strength and power of this forgiveness movement that Jesus started on the cross to bring heaven here to earth. And I think that some really incredible and powerful things will happen when we do start to earnestly, urgently, um, and consistently pray for this to happen. Um, Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this incredible opportunity um, to to reveal your glory, um, your goodness, your mercy, and your love. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for how you have changed my life. Um, I pray that you continue to be glorified with my life, and thank you for how you are currently molding and shaping and growing and building each and every person's life here. I pray, Father, that um, this this message comes as really good news to those who need to hear that your forgiveness is not like our own. Your ways are not your ways, are not our ways, and thank you for that, Lord, that you are constant and good um, and unwavering in your love and your forgiveness for us. I pray that we will, um, yeah, just come to receive um, and hear that today and receive it and apply it to our lives. Father, you've been so good from the very beginning until the very end. I pray that you will continue to to teach us with this and help us to be, um, yeah, the light and love of your son Jesus to to all of those around us and, um, yeah, help us and empower us to do that well. We love you, God, and all this in Jesus' name. Amen. missing uh, church at ACC today, too, to come and be with us. I know that's a big deal, but we appreciate it. Okay, announcements, you guys. Listen up. Okay, so the first one is um, we're going to be taking a special contribution for our daily bread. If you aren't familiar with that organization, they are the organization mainly in Denton that serves the homeless population. And they have built a new facility on 288 and will be moving into that facility. And as they move in there, they're not able to provide meals like they normally do to um, the homeless population. And so they've asked some of the churches to help out with that. And we'll be feeding 150 people, and it's only going to cost $500 to do that. So that's something we can easily do. Um, It's not something that we're going to be doing all the time. Like some of you have heard us talk about that we're going to volunteer at our daily bread. So I want you to know that there are going to be more hands-on things that we'll be doing. But right now, this is what they really need. And so this is what we're going to help with. So how we're going to think about this is if, as if all of us were cooking a meal to take to them. We would all make something and bring it and and give to them. So if you can, as your part of the meal, just give some money, then we're going to put that all together to give them a meal from us. If we get more money than $500, we'll give that to them to go towards a second meal um, that they can use that to help out with. So if you think about it, if 10 people gave $50, that would be the 500. 
it would be a whole lot more doable if 50 people gave just $10. Like most of us can come up with $10. We can skip a meal out or something. Um, and so just think about what you can give because whatever you can give is gonna be met by the generosity of other people as well. And we're gonna put it all together. Estrus? Is there not, yeah, okay, great question. So when you scan it, it's gonna give you um, some options. And so let's do it as benevolence, but in the memo, put ODB for our daily bread. And we'll know that that's what it's for. If you have cash or you have a check that you would rather give than give online, you can just give that to me. We'll be taking money for the next several weeks. This is not the only time but we wanted to uh, go ahead and get that need out there so you can be praying about that and thinking about that. Um, and so there's a lot of different ways you can give. You can do Venmo, you can do Tithely, you can give cash, you can give check. If you have another way that you need to give, just ask and we'll do our best to accommodate that. So, And then we're going to, um, in January, be talking with you about some other ways that we're gonna get involved with our daily bread after they move to their new facility. But it's really cool. If you've never heard about that organization, um, you'll be hearing more about it through Denton North. Um, but also you can Google and all sorts of other things to see what kinds of services that they offer. Okay, let's see what's next. Communion. So if you can help with communion bread, Claudia's phone number is in the newsletter. You can contact her. Um, she can give you a recipe. So all you're doing is following a recipe and bringing it up here for us to do communion. The one thing we would like to ask is if you have already signed up to bring communion bread or if you're signing up today, please make sure that you have the bread here no later than 9.30 so that we have time to tear it into pieces and get it ready to give to everybody. And if you would like to help with uh, prepping the bread and getting the juice out on Sunday morning, you can let Sterling know, and Sterling will um, tell you how you can join in on that. His phone number's in here as well. And then we need help with our chair setup team. So obviously, we enjoy sitting in chairs every Sunday rather than sitting crisscross on the floor. It's good for our backs to be in a chair. So if you um, can help with that, if you would let Ricardo or Tony know, both of their phone numbers are in here, then they'll get you on the rotation for helping with that. You won't be stuck doing that every single Sunday. There'll be a rotation. Um, and so you'll just do it every so often. On our things to add to your calendar, just make sure that you look at that every week so that you can add events coming up to your calendar and you don't schedule over those and miss those. And then finally, our giving. Um, we quit passing the baskets here during COVID and it's just something that we've never gone back to because almost everyone went online or with Venmo or something similar at that point. And so that's how we continue to do that. And But we just wanna remind you every week that even though we don't pass the basket, we still have needs every week. We still have things that we're committed to, um, payments that we're committed to monthly. Um, so if you wanna give to help with that, then those buttons are also in the newsletter. And if you heard today, oh, you can find this in the newsletter, oh, you can find that in the newsletter, and you're like, I don't know what the newsletter is, 
you can sign up for the newsletter, and then you'll get it, and you'll know, and it'll be great. So just let me know if you need help signing up for that, if you've not done that already, and we will get you on the list there. Okay, any other announcements that I missed this morning? Was there anything anybody had? Okay, I just want to encourage you guys to remember to be saying the Lord's Prayer once or twice a day, thinking through what have we talked about, like what does this mean when I say this? What does this mean when Jesus said this? Um, so that we can really be working on using the prayer that Jesus used in order to communicate and get to know our God better. So thank you for being here this morning. You guys have a great day. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week. And you can get more information about that at DentonNorthChurch.com.